from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. One more point here on morality and sports because we have somehow gotten into this conversation. I intended for today's show to be, how did Tiger Woods make you feel yesterday? Sort of bucking the odds, right? Of a guy who had a smashed leg. Mm -hmm. He has countless rods and screws and bolts in his leg to keep it together. It's happened 14 months ago, and then he goes out and shoots a one under 71 yesterday. I thought it was going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, oh, I was inspired, or what a great moment, or hey, uh, now he's got to contend in the Masters, and instead it's turned into a, I don't, I don't really like it, or I, I had some problems with it because he cheated on his wife, and he got pulled over because he was uh, having bad side effects to painkillers, and he crashed his car, and all this stuff. Never intended it to go this way. Just like on, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, Stone? It was Monday. Monday. I never intended for us to start having a, a conspiracy theory conversation about Tiger Woods and steroid use, but it went that route. It is pretty clear that Tiger Woods still, even though the cheating stuff happened a decade ago, the pullover in Jupiter happened six years ago, seven years ago, still pretty clear that Tiger makes some people feel a certain kind of way. For us... Tiger is like the apex. Like that's an ultimate champion. That is a guy whose sporting uh, accomplishments really don't have many equals. But for some, it is clear they are still fixated on the personal problems of Tiger Woods. I thought that, especially down here in South Florida, that wasn't really still a thing. But it appears, Jeanette, that it's still very, very much a thing. It's definitely much a thing. And also, I'm going to clear something up. If you go back to a man that's cheating on you or your partner's back to cheating on you, then that's on you. And you definitely know what you're getting yourself involved in. Yeah, it just felt like we were getting a little judgy last segment about a woman who decides to go back to a man who is... And vice versa, too, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. If you're partner, that's why I changed the verbiage to partner. Right, right. It's cheating on you. Forgiveness is a thing. And I think with Tiger Woods, the first of all, I absolutely believe you you should differentiate the athlete versus the personal yeah. life or at least at, try at least try now there's extreme situations like a floyd mayweather where you just can't because floyd well, mayweather is serial just, batterer of women that's a different uh, story serial assaulter of women allegedly with deshaun watson yeah that reaches that, into see, a different realm th- that's a different realm of just a trash human being right right with tiger woods it seems like he's redeeming himself that he's still trying to prove that hey i got this golf thing under my belt and look at everything that i've been through and before we get in with oh well what about deshaun watson because ken you've been killing him on the show you've been crushing the browns on the show and here you are defending tiger woods tiger woods saw consequences for his actions he lost major sponsors he had nike part ways with him for a point in time he lost A lot, including credibility, endorsements, his family. There were consequences to his actions. Deshaun Watson hasn't seen one single solitary consequence for his alleged actions. Instead, he became the richest player in NFL history by a whopping, you know, $80 million. Okay? 
So but there's guess, the difference but right I, there. And I bet everybody's going to be excited to watch Deshaun Watson play. I am absolutely appalled by that whole situation. Mm-hmm. But there still will be guys like Mitch and like Bob and the people down here who will have their doubts and not get on his side because of what he's done. There will still be those. On Tiger Woods' side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and listen, that's fine. That's fine. But in the break, Jeanette asked me about, oh, well, you know, there are squeaky clean athletes that you could use as an example other than Tim Tebow, of someone you support, like Tom Brady. But don't forget, even uh, bright beacon of greatness, Tom Brady, he had his own issues with Angie Harmon. Knocked her up, then was out. Peace. That happened with Tom Brady early, early, early in his career. Here's the difference between Tiger and Tom Brady and why Tom Brady, we don't remember it at all, and why Tiger, it's lingered with him and hung on to him for a decade now at this point, over a decade at this point. It's because all of that stuff happened before Tom Brady became what he is now. Tom Brady was still very early in his career, still very early in the social sports consciousness when that happened. And then he left Angie Harmon for Giselle. And it's, oh, Tom Brady's with the model. Incredible. Nobody remembered that he had the child with Angie Harmon and just peaced out immediately after that because he wasn't what we know is Tom Brady yet. Tiger, all of the things happened with the cheating scandal when he was in his final form. He was already in his greatest of all time discussion tiger and he had spent years cultivating the image of squeaky clean of what's right in sports to have it all crumble down on him in spectacular fashion whereas we didn't know a damn thing about tom brady before he popped up after drew Bledsoe's injury so he hadn't cultivated that image yet so that's the difference, I think, between Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and why Tom Brady gets a pass for his transgressions and why Tiger Woods does not get a pass for his. Does that make sense? Hell yeah. Yeah, but also I don't think Tom Brady necessarily did anything. Like, he still, he still treats and they still have a relation. He still has a relationship with Angie Harmon. Yeah, but Tiger Woods is still, still has more than a relationship with his kids. It's not like he walked out the door. On for sure. Them, you know, so... I think that if you're looking at at dicey situations with a spouse or with a partner, Tom Brady had that, as did Tiger Woods. Personally, my advice, stay away from athletes. <laughs> I've learned that in college. I do love I, how you just slightly came into Tom Brady's defense there, expected nothing less. Well, I mean, come on now. Yeah. But... A little bias comes into play, too. <laughs> what? No, me? No. Absolutely not. He still has a good relationship with her, Ken. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a great father to all his kids. But anyways, uh, stay away from athletes. That's going to be my PSA. Aunt Jeanette says, stay away from athletes, while Uncle Ken says, if you hurt your leg, use crutches and not that sissy scooter. All right? We're just full of it today. Yeah. Oh, we have a lot of advice for people. Unsolicited, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get Pat Lawler on the phone, our sports law insider, our sports agent insider, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. He is uh, truly the best in the business. Decades of trial experience at Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, any personal injury matter, automobile accident, boating accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall. If you believe that someone is at fault, well, you've got to get the compensation you deserve. Medical bills ain't cheap. Uh, the, the mental anguish, not cheap. 
And so you need someone who can fight for you, that can get you the compensation you deserve. That's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com. WantToLawyerUp.com. Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. With Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. The sports movie spectacular is coming up with Jeanette. She did not have one ready for us on Wednesday, or on Wednesday yeah, but she has since seen The Longest Yard, the original version. 1974. The best version, the 74 version, and she will give her uh, her insight, her critical her critical uh, eye and opinion on The Longest Yard. That's what she does. It's straight. Yeah, I said that very, very smoothly. That was a great description of Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular. <laughs> Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. He's our sports law insider, our sports agent insider. Spent years as an NFL agent, represented the likes of Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. Pat, before we, uh, we jump into uh, some of the topics at hand here, uh, what were your, your impressions of Tigers Thursday at the Masters yesterday? All you can say is phenomenal. You know, it just, it's amazing <laughs> for anybody to come out of it to just walk, be able to walk that course. I've been there and, and play the steady round he did. It's, you just hope he's in contention because it'd be an un- incredible Sunday. And what, what is, is something that is consistently, I'm cognizant of here, is that he's not treating it as, uh, well, uh, we'll see how I hold up, or we'll see this, or we'll see that. The entire conversation since Tuesday when he told the media the first time he was planning to play Thursday has been, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to strike the ball, uh, we'll recover afterwards, and really no excuses. He doesn't want to use the leg as an excuse this weekend. Yeah, I think it's evident by the way he's hitting the ball that it's really not an excuse there. I mean, fatigue may be something uh, in that capacity. But other than his ball striking, and then his, his thing at the Masters is always around the greens. He's just so good around those greens. And I think we saw that yesterday. And if he keeps it in play, I think he'll score. All right, Pat, let's pick your brain here. Uh, yesterday, I was talking about Brian Flores. He has an amended portion to the lawsuit that he's filing against the NFL. He's also had two other coaches jump on board in the uh, racial discrimination lawsuit. But there's an amended part of it where Flores details that he wrote a memorandum December 4th, 2019, after a win against the Eagles. He wrote a memorandum to Chris Greer, to Tom Garfinkel, and members of the Dolphins' front office where he said that he was offered money by Stephen Ross to lose games, and uh, he felt that it was a toxic culture with the Dolphins. Uh, now, that has caused many on social media to say, oh, Brian Flores has receipts now. Is that memorandum actually, though, a receipt of any wrongdoing on Stephen Ross's end? I think it's very problematic for a number of reasons. Anybody, what you want to do is document something, because then it's, it's like you document it at the time it took place. I think the critical thing here, Ken, is that he kind of probably knew his relationship with uh, Ross and with Greer are on shaky ground. And so he needed to start documenting stuff, as we tell our clients, to document it in a form, not only before you give it to somebody, but to send it to Greer and to send it to other people in the organization. It's clear and unequivocal that he was not not going to do that and that he felt it was a bad situation. And I think he knew the writing was on the wall that he was going to be gone, and he needed that. 
So from a legal standpoint, and I know we're talking, this is, this is a lawsuit. This is civil as opposed to anything from a legal perspective, from a law perspective. But uh, without a recording or without a consistent recollection from a number of people or without something that is signed or something that's in writing, what are the chances of, uh, during the course of this litigation, uh, Stephen Ross being found to have definitively offered money to uh, Brian Flores to lose? Well, I think it comes down to, if you don't have quotes of smoking gun, it comes just to, you know, incidents on top of incidents. It's not uh, inferences, it's actual fact. When you sit Chris Greer down, you sit other people down under oath to tell the truth, um, you're going to find out stuff, and that's the most critical thing, that oath, because when you're dealing with a case like this, uh, there could be uh, serious ramifications if you're not truthful to the court. So I think that's where you're going to have it substantiated. You're going to have it substantiated when they start getting into the discovery. Because we don't know if there's other emails between Greer and other people there that could substantiate and support uh, his case. I think that, that memo that he did that at that time is, is very critical to ultimately proving that Ross actually did it, unfortunately. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, our sports law, sports agent insider here on Kent LeVick Alive. And again, longtime NFL agent Pat Lawler. Uh, let's get into that world because we've seen Tyreek Hill get paid. Stephon Diggs got paid. Now who's the next receiver to get paid? And Debo Samuel appears as if he is certainly one of the most prominent names who's going to get a new deal. But what's tricky with the Niners is that he does so much more than just catch footballs he lines up in the backfield he blocks he does a variety of different things everybody in the nfl wants a debo samuel right now he's really revolutionized the offensive portion of the game how much more difficult does that make the 49ers job to come to a number amount with him and if you're debo samuel's agent are you uh, uh, what are you asking for because you know that your guy does so much on the field well, I think to quantify, it's not going to be difficult. It's going to be easy. You start high. You know, I think with Debo is that what he's done is evident. Uh, now, I think with McDaniel leaving, I think he's a critical part of that offensive scheme. But, you know, Shanahan's there, and I think it'll stay uh, on its course. But he's somebody that they're going to pay him equivalent to what Tyreek Hill got, and obviously more, I believe, because of his, uh, his diversity in doing so many things. I mean, I, I think he might reach the $100 million mark here. Uh, in, in this kind of situation, the way they're throwing money around and the way that San Francisco needs him. Um, that's where I think he'd started at. Uh, so this will be, do you think he's the next receiver that deserves to get paid over like an AJ Brown or over a DK Metcalf? Is he definitely the next one that's going to get his cash? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was evident in the playoff run, uh, how, how much he means to that team when he went down with a little bit of injury how it affected the way the game planned. I mean, the other guys are great receivers, but they're nowhere near what Debo Samuel is to his team. You follow me? That's the key thing, Ken. They're not going to let him go. They're going to get a fair number, a reasonable number, and the way the money's flowing around is going to be a high number. Uh, Give me a a Tiger prediction today. What's he shooting on this Friday at Augusta? Uh, afternoon, it looks like it's a decent day. I'll give him a three under. I think he's going to come in at 69. Let's go. All right, Pat. All right, Pat. Uh, awesome stuff, brother. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Have a great weekend. 
right, be safe. Thanks, Ken. Have a good weekend. All Bye right, now. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Want to lawyer up dot com. Want to lawyer up dot com. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Uh oh, Jeanette, I made a mistake. What'd you do? I made a mistake on Twitter. Patrick Duggan is calling me out. Here's the tweet, dude. It was Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Angie Harmon is Jason Seahorn. Yikes. You even hit Jeanette to repeat it. My bad. And I apologize to the family of Angie Harmon and Jason Seahorn. Are Jason Seahorn and how Angie dare Harmon? you influence me to repeat I know, I'm sorry. Angie Harmon? Jeanette, I am sorry that I've taken complete control of you on this show and I don't let you be independent in yourself. Were you going to call me out on that, Stone? I, I, I was. I did also receive a, a, a few comments that it was not Angie Harmon, but hey, you got it. Sorry, they look alike. They the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. rich rich white women all look alike. Wow. Um, but yes, it was. Is Jason Seahorn still with Angie Harmon? Who is that? Who? Angie Harmon or Jason Seahorn, former uh, Giants corner? No, oh, Angie Harmon. Jason Seahorn. Didn't he propose to Angie Harmon on the Tonight Show? I'm not aware. Okay, now we're getting into some scary realms because I'm the only one old enough to remember any of this. Uh, are they still together? You can at least look at Jason Seahorn. Still no, with no, Angie no. Harmon. They split. They split up. This is from U.S. Weekly. Uh, okay. In 2014. Th- really? That long ago? That long ago. Holy hell! So he's a hottie. Let's but, go. Uh, I do appreciate Patrick calling me out because it definitely was not Angie Harmon, and it was Bridget Moynihan, who Tom Brady had the uh, the child with. So good. Now we've got that completely cleared up, uh, and I apologize to the family. Of Angie Harmon. Maybe not Jason Seahorns now. Angie Harmon. I also, did did um Pat say that he thinks Tiger's going to shoot a 69? Is that what the number he gave? Yeah. In each of Tiger's five Masters wins, he shot a 69 in round two. Really? Yes, sir. A combined 29 under in all of his wins in the second round. And didn't in 2019, he finished one under after round one was four shots off the lead. Yes. And, and he won in 2019. Yes, sir. That's exactly what he did yesterday. Spooky stuff. It's destiny. <laughs> spooky. spooky stuff. Spooky. Okay. <laughs> spooky stuff, says Stone. I love it. Um, uh, Jeanette, I have a question for you. ¿Qué pasa? Do you like puppets? Yes. Do you like comedy? Yes. Do you like entertainment? See. Si. Do you like the Kravis Center? Yes. Well, 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 do I have something for you. And in fact, I have something for those who are listening in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. If you can forgive me for mistaking Bridget Moynihan, <laughs> Bridget Moynihan and Angie Harmon, I have tickets to see Terry Fader. The famous comedian and ventriloquist tonight at the Kravis Center. It's tonight, 8 p.m. at the Kravis Center. Now, you may remember Terry Fader from Winning America's Got Talent. Let's go. You know who gave him thumbs up? Simon Cowell. Woo! Loved him. <laughs> loved him. David Hasselhoff? Loved him. Okay? So if Hasselhoff loves him, you're going to love him. Terry Fader at the Kravis Center tonight, 8 o'clock. He is... Someone who had a Las Vegas residency at the Mirage, voted best all-around performer in Vegas, best family show, best overall show. Terry Fader has sold out night after night with a show featuring his cast of characters that includes everyone from an impersonation of a turtle to Elton John to Elvis. The guy is the most ranging ventriloquist you're ever going to find. 
The Kravis Center, state-of-the-art, we know that, Performing Arts Center. It's dedicated to bringing a diverse schedule of artists and companies of the highest quality to Palm Beach County. Tonight, your chance to see the famous, the world-famous, the old-time great ventriloquist, Terry Fader, at the Kravis Center, 8 o'clock. All you have to do is be the fourth caller right now at 888-760-3776, caller number four to the David Hasselhoff and Simon Cowell-approved Terry Fader. Tonight, the winner of America's Got Talent, 8 o'clock at the Kravis Center, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or you can purchase tickets at gravis.org slash events. That's gravis.org slash events. Caller number four gets to see Terry Fader tonight at the Kravis Center. When we return, the Longest Yard, 1974 edition, it's Jeanette Javier's Sports Movie Spectacular Movie Review. With Jeanette Javier... I'm Ken Lavica. I apologize to Angie Harmon, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Congratulations to Mark. Mark. Mark is going to see Taylor. Jesus, man. Angie's in your head. Congratulations to Mark, who's going to see Terry Fader. I don't know what I was even attempting to do there. Terry Fader tonight. You're doing great, Kravis sweetie. Center. You're doing My great, sweetie. God, I need the weekend and then a couple days of vacation. I'm sure there are people out there like, oh, thank God. Ken's leaving for three days. You'll miss me when I'm gone. There, I said it. And another couple of minutes here. Well, like... 25 minutes here on ESPN 106.3 before we head into the weekend. And you know what I'm doing as soon as 2 o'clock hits? Pino, because I need it. Oh, P- Pino in the afternoon? I, 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 <laughs> what's wrong with that? Tell uh, me what's wrong with a Pinot Noir in the afternoon. There is nothing Thank you. wrong with it. Uh, right. Tiger gets going in five minutes. Five minutes. We're a five-minute warning. Tiger Woods tees off at Augusta National. And you can tell because ESPN's coverage for the last 10 minutes has just been all Tiger. Him hitting practice shots, practice chips, practice putts, uh, and uh, is he is they even have a counter? They have a clock that's counting down in the bottom left corner of the screen on ESPN. Tigers second round, four minutes and nineteen seconds, eighteen seventeen. I have never seen anything like this. This is truly a spectacle, a spectacle unlike anything we've ever seen in golf. Tigers smashed leg return to the Masters. Uh, speaking of smash legs, don't go crazy though. Don't tempt, don't tempt the tiger sound effect gods. Because you remember what happened yesterday, Stone. You played it because you were uncomfortable that we were presenting a hypothetical where you had a child with your girlfriend and its name was going to be Pebbles. Um, what? Obviously. That was Keely's, that was, Keely's that idea. That was the name you chose stone, for a human. Stone, Stone, Little Stone is a pebble. Pebbles is the Flintstones daughter, I believe. Yeah. It's a cartoon. It's yeah. a non-fictional if, character. If Don't let Ken hide. Ken was on board with If Dad's name is Stone, the smaller version would be Pebble. No. Okay. Absolutely not. But he was uncomfortable with the conversation, so he started playing the Tiger birdie sound without Tiger actually birdieing, and, mm, and then Tiger went on to bogey. I hope you're proud of Immediately uh, after. So, I hope you're proud of that. Yeah. Golf karma, Tiger karma caught up to Stone, so don't abuse it. 
Don't abuse it because people are going to think if you play it without Tiger Birdie and that Tiger Birdied and you don't want to tempt the gods. Okay? Can how much longer till uh, he, he tees off? Uh, three minutes on the dot. <laughs> three minutes on the dot. Let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Sports Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. Ah, yes. Our Baptist Health Sports Injury Emporium here on ESPN 106.3. And uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they have you taken care of. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care for any foot, ankle pain, go to the experts at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Louis Oosthuizen, he has a bad back. He has withdrawn from the Masters. The Treasure Coast resident will not be able to play with Tiger Woods and Joaquin Neiman just two minutes and nine, eight, seven, six from now uh, because he has withdrawn from the Masters. So Louis Oosthuizen is out, and he is the subject of our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Sports Injury Emporium here on this Friday on Ken LaVica Live. Time now for a movie review from a woman who, before she began to host here on Ken LaVica Live, never watched any sports movies. In fact, she focused on rom-coms from what? the years 1985 through 2019. That's but she's in a new realm now. She's watching sports movies. She is reviewing sports movies, and she reviews them on a scale of one plantain through five plantains. It is time now for Jeanette Javier's Sports Movie Spectacular. And as we reflect on the greatness of Tinseltown just a few weeks after the Academy Awards, Jeanette, you have decided that you are going to review today 1974's The Longest Yard. Yes, and in full disclosure, I am a huge fan of the 2005 version, The Longest Yard. That one starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, Adam Sandler. Damn it. Ken! What is happening? Ken! Which, which football one was The Rock in? I don't know. It was a Gridiron Gang. Oh, Gridiron Gang? Mm-hmm. Should I just mail it in? We got 20 minutes left. And now, I'm just, the Ro- between Angie Harmon and now The Rock, I. How I do know. you even confuse The Rock and Adam know. Sandler? I might have a That's brain tumor. I have no idea what's happening right now. Terrible <clears throat> job on your part. So sorry. The one with Adam Sandler. Yes. Okay. Now, I had no idea that Burt Reynolds, who is in the 2005 version, mm-hmm. was the star of the 1974 version. That was a shock to me. Okay. And it was really cute, like homage. To both films. Okay. Now, I know this is a sports movie review and we have to talk about The Longest Yard, but can we talk about Burt Reynolds for a second? And sure. the sex symbol he was. So, nineteen, you're talking 1974 version of Burt Reynolds. Uh, you found him to be attractive. Understatement. You and millions of other women on this Understatement planet. Understatement of yeah. the world. He is a straight up fox. A <laughs> stud. I went through I went through a deep hole of Burt Reynolds just life. Yeah. And I was never disappointed. He was a good looking oh, yeah. man till the end. Uh so I would recommend in the early eighties he made one of his few appearances on Letterman. This is when David Letterman was on NBC. And it, this is a little bit older Burt Reynolds, but still like prime hunk Burt Reynolds and just the way he talks and his humor and the way he told stories. Mm-hmm. I think that uh it's Friday night. 
If you find yourself a bit lonely, I would just uh, cue that up on YouTube, and I think that it'll be a good decision on your part. With like, a nice glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds oozed sex in the 70s and 80s. There's one picture of him just like in a bathtub with a bunch of bubbles with a cigar in his hand. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this man got it going on. Here's the thing, and I don't know where Jeanette stands on, on this or where any woman stands on this, but if you're into hairy dudes, Burt Reynolds was for you. Burt Reynolds wasn't like... like stance. Yeah, like, Burt Reynolds wasn't like shave the chest, show off the pecs. He just was straight hairy man in your grill. All the taco yeah. meat. It was, he's a beautiful specimen of yeah. a human. Yeah, no, no, no. Rest I, in peace. Rest in peace, man. I can't argue with that. Burt Reynolds, 1974 version. Yeah, he had it going on. Um, All right, now to the movie. Now to the movie. So, I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say it with full confidence, and I'm going to own it, and I'm ready to fight you about it. All right. This was boring. You called the the longest yard boring. The 1974 version was boring until they got onto the football field where the mean mean machine took on the guards. So everything in the prison, the buildup, the relationships, the rivalries, the violence, the hatred that developed... That stuff was boring to you. You just liked the game, which is like the final, what, half hour of the movie? It was just very slow paced. The newer version is very fast action. The soundtrack to the new version is much better, probably. Oh, yeah. Nelly, by the way. I oh, I forgot Nelly was in it. Yes. Not Ma- The Rock? Maggot. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I found the 1974 version to be boring. I caught myself looking at Burt Reynolds more <laughs> than actually focusing on the movie. Uh, but there were like funny one-liners. Okay. Um, why did you drive her car into the bay? Because he couldn't find a car wash. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole beginning line. when he's fine. Good line. Um, football. It's like making love. Once you've done it, you never forget how. Mm-hmm. Which is false mm-hmm. because... Not to get into too personal, like... Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, but there's bad ways to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. So uh, trust me, that. I know all about that. And one thing that was <laughs> <laughs> um, very... One of the biggest differences between the 2005 version and 1974 was the story of the quarterback and how, quote, the most important thing to remember is to protect your quarterback. Me. Moi. Which was Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um... Which, I don't know if that's a testament to how football has changed or, like, whether the quarterback is the most important position or not. But I kept going back to that. Stone, is the quarterback the most important position on the field? Don't be biased. Right behind the left tackle. Spoken as a true Division I quarterback, Stone Lebanowitz. So, I thought the movie was actually a little boring. What was the other movie you said was boring? Uh, Uh, Raging Bull. Yeah, so this this is where I think that we're starting to have a disconnect between generations because I'm getting the sense that just over 30-year-old Jeanette is finding it hard to appreciate older cinema because I think you have a problem with attention span. I think you're like every single young person and you can't focus on the uh, the intricacies, the nuance of older cinema, the build-up to a story. God forbid... You, you have to sit and actually focus on a movie without taking your phone out and Google imaging Burt Reynolds, Reynolds from the 70s. And so it's Raging, not my Bull, fault. Raging Bull, older movie, The Longest Yard, 1974, older movie, and those are the only two that you've called boring. Keeping in mind that you also gave a weak three plantain review to Hoosiers. So I think that we have a problem with 
Janetta has a problem with movies that are made before like 1992, 1993, 1994. Wrong. I like The Natural. Hmm. I liked Bull All right. Well, everything. I liked Major League. Yeah, I just, I'm surprised because I find The Longest Yard to be very engaging. Still dicey from a football scene standpoint, but only recently in cinema have football scenes been done believably. Yeah, nothing was actually believable about playing the football game. But again, that's that's been every football movie ever made up until about like five years ago. Yeah, but I honestly, I I will take the 2005 version over the 1974 version Hmm. anytime. So, uh, because... Jeanette is a proud Dominican. She reviews these movies one plantain through five plantains. It's the official Hispanic banana. Wow, you were so close. You were so close to not saying it. I was going to be very proud of you. I know it's full disclaimer. uh, Plantains are not bananas. You cannot eat a plantain. You cannot peel a plantain and eat it. Um, They are delicious and they are unique and they are just God's gift to earth. Thank you. (laughs) God's gift to earth. What, um, how many plantains do you give as you describe the boring Longest Yard starring the Fox, your words, Burt Reynolds? I'm going to give it based on the fact that I was bored for most of it. And um, (laughs) I recognize that I might have a bias to it because I love the 2005 movie remake of it. I'm going to give it a solid two plantains. Boy. Who played caretaker in this one? I, somebody I don't even know. Some white guy. Not Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. You've made Ken mad, Jeanette. Well, no, I just I don't think Jeanette is fully appreciating older cinema. Like I appreciate the men in the older cinema. <laughs> the style and the class and the elegance that they had. Two plantains... For, you gave Hoosiers three, right? Yes. But man, but you gave Raging Bull two, too. No, I gave him one. Oh, that's right. Raging Bull got one, and The Longest Yard got two. Are you offended, especially those of you who are a bit older, are you offended that Jeanette Javier gives Raging Bull one plantain and The Longest Yard 1974 version two plantains? The most offended person that probably ever does exist, who has existed, who's expressed it, is JMP. Well, JMP does love older cinema, and he's a cinephile, so I'm not surprised. But I have to back him up on this because this is not even lightly offensive to me. It's mildly offensive. Jeanette, crapping on Raging Bull and the 1974 version of The Longest Yard. Are you offended by this? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Or tweet at me, at KLV1063. By the way, if you're headed to the Heat game tonight, Heat Hawks, the Heat are the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Clinched it last night thanks to the Sixers' loss, thanks to the Celtics' loss. That's right. The Miami Heat are the top seed in the East going into the postseason. But you're heading to the coronation tonight. If you're headed to see the Heat and the Hawks at FTX Arena, Make sure to take the bright line. Weekends are impossible to get down to Miami. Weekdays are impossible to get down to Miami. You know the remedy? That yellow train that goes so fast and so fluidly, and you can eat and drink on it. It has everything you need. The Wi-Fi, that's Brightline. You knew the answer already. Go Brightline.com or the Brightline app. Get your tickets with stops in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami through the postseason. You know what you're taking to see the heat on their title run? The Bright Line gets off of Miami Central Station. You walk a block and a half, and bam, there you are. 
at FTX Arena. Skip traffic and be stress-free. Everything in South Florida these days is full of stress. You don't have to live it when you head down to Miami or to Fort Lauderdale or to West Palm. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com. You're train-gating thanks to the Brightline app. Also, get to Tortuga. Get to SunFest using Brightline. Again, GoBrightline.com, the Brightline app. I'm telling you, it is a game-changer. It will change your outlook on public transportation in South Florida forever. Brightline, GoBrightline.com, and the Brightline app. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Jeanette has now officially crapped on both Raging Bull and on the 1974 version of The Longest Yard, giving one and two plantain reviews out of five, respectively. Are you offended? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Ernesto. Ernesto. Is offended. All right, Ernesto, uh, please air your grievances. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeanette. I am a fellow platanero, just like you, and I am offended that the old school longest yard, you disgraced it by giving it lower grade than the original. Now, there will be no, there will be no remake without the original. So just the idea of it alone, you have to give it to. Now, Anything else, the, the, those characters, and, and like you say, that class, you said it, I gave you that part. At least you mentioned it, that, that Hollywood, also kind of old school class, classical thing, that, that, mom, that machismo thing. That was classic right there. You've got to give it more than that. You've got to see it again. You've got to see it again. I watched it. And the Raging Bull, and the Raging Bull one, that. I need to I have to go back and podcast it, because i got to hear your explanation on how is it you don't like Raging Bull. Yeah, that one actually maybe bothers me a little bit more than The Longest Yard because I understand not liking the football sequence in The Longest Yard and appreciate the color, Ernesto. But I honestly think Raging Bull is damn near a perfect movie. No, it was, I guess, like, it's scenic and it's, like, filmed well. But, number one, it's Martin Scorsese. I expect it better. Two, I just, it was so repetitive. It was the same thing over and over again and I remember and it's in my notes the exact time like 37 minutes into the movie where I was just over it <clears throat> she's Jeanette Javier I'm Ken Levicka and I'm live on ESPN 106.3 I'm sorry guys from the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach you are listening to Ken Levicka live on ESPN 106.3 well not an ideal start for Tiger Woods go ahead Go ahead, Stone. You can give the indication. It's really rough. Rough start. Well, it could have been rougher, but there it is. A bogue for Tiger to start. By the way, real quick, pick up your mood at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you can get your fuel-efficient Kia. If you had one place this weekend, if you're in need for an automobile, make it Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Jeanette, have a great weekend. Thanks for coming to hang out. You too. Enjoy your vacation. Thank you. If Tiger wins the Masters, vacation's off for Monday. I'm coming right back in here. Go, Tiger. It's going to bounce back from that bogue. For Jeanette, still in the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levicka. Have a damn good weekend. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.